Hello, everybody. I'm Tim Muma. Welcome to localjobnetwork.com radio. And this is the podcast, Management Decisions, where we take a look at topics related to management and the upper levels of organizations, looking to give you, the listener, some quality insight. Today, we're going to talk about a few questions that an organization's leaders might be asking their employees to help ensure their success. To discuss these questions and why they're important, we have Chris Withrow on the phone. Chris is the Chief Technology Officer for Warren County Schools in North Carolina, an individual with a wealth of management experience as well. Chris, thanks for coming on the show today. Tim, thank you for having me. I'm honored to be with you and with your listeners. Well, again, it's a topic that, as we were talking before coming on the air, that people, I'm sure, read about, hear about a lot. And it's this idea of productivity and happiness in the workplace, that sort of thing. But where does the manager come into play? Where do the leaders come into play with ensuring that's all happening with their employees? Well, it's crucial that the managers play a huge role because research has shown that employees, when they're not happy and they decide to leave an organization, usually it's for the reason that they dislike their boss more so than they dislike the company. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's pretty perplexing, I guess, when you look on the internet and you do a search for, you know, great characteristics of a, of a leader and you'll see, you know, countless websites giving you pointers and whatnot. But then you also turn around and do a, a search for, I hate my boss or <laughs> ad bosses, and you'll get hundreds of thousands of, you know, horror stories and, and recipes for what makes a bad boss. And so the reality is, we all, everybody wants to think that they work, want to work for a great boss and uh, the leader thinks that he's a great leader. I think the disconnect is that employees are saying that, you know, that's unfortunate that that's not really the case. The majority of leaders are not, you know, holding up their end of the bargain. Sure. Well, and that's what I thought made this interesting. Um, the idea of some of these questions that it could be phrased as leaders should be asking their employees. Of course, people that are working could be asking themselves these questions is, is what they come down to. Uh, so I just kind of look at these that, that came up, these inquiries that came up and get your take, your analysis, your experience, and let me know, you know why they're important, what they matter in the grand scheme of things. And, and the first one that I see here on the list is asking basically the employee, are they allowed to do what they do best every day. Why to you does that stand out as important and relevant to what we're talking about here? Well, I think it's just human nature that everybody wants to stand out in the crowd. If you notice how people the way people dress, the way they set up their blogs and their emails, you know, they want to stand out. They want to, you know, be recognized for being unique and being different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of you know, being allowed to do what you do every day is you know, giving the employee the creativity to create and make work that they do enjoyable, but also very productive. And I think, you know, I look back in the school district that I worked for, and back in 2005, we saw where children were just failing miserably Mm -hmm. and not being on grade level. And I spoke to the superintendent and asked him if I could build a virtual school that we could use to teach our children. And since that time, we've had tremendous success. About 85% of the children that have gone through the program have passed their tests and have been on, on grade level. As compared to before that, we were running about 40%. So it's been a real plus for our district. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I look back, for me, you know, the superintendent allowed me to be the best that I could be. He allowed me to be creative and allowed me to do, you know, what I do best. And, you know, it makes me loyal, makes me happy. And, of course, you know, the benefit is that the district gets to benefit from it as well. That's a great example, you know, to have that tangible idea so people can latch on to what exactly you're talking about there. Do you think this doesn't happen enough in general in the workplace where maybe somebody is pigeonholed into doing a certain job or they're not 
given that creative freedom, like you talked about, to step up and, and do something special, be productive? Well, I, I think so. I think uh, the polling data, if you, you know, do searches on the internet, that's a, a big complaint that employees are just pushed into, you know, being, doing a particular role, knowing that they have abilities that are, you know, far beyond that. Mm-hmm. And they're not being allowed. So yes, I definitely think that's a, a large problem in America. Another question that came up with these polls that you've talked about and a lot of these surveys that come out is the question of asking your employee, well, does your boss or someone else at work care about them as a person? So now you're looking at it from sort of this, again, personal level as opposed to the professional level. Why does that matter so much? Should it matter as much as it does? What's your overall take on that personal connection versus just it being a a job and a professional connection? Well, it's crucial. Unfortunately, or fortunately, we spend a tremendous amount of time in our jobs, whether they're for eight hours, whether they're for nine, whatever the amount of time is. Typically, employees spend more time at work than they do with their families. And, you know, wherever you are, you want to be accepted. You want to be recognized. And, you know, if someone really cares about you, it's kind of hard to say, well, I'm going to leave and go on to another (laughs) job. True. You know, because, you know, once you have a friendship and a loyalty base, uh, you know, with the people who work around you and recognize you, it's kind of hard to leave that. Mm-hmm. Do you see there as being a conflict of interest that could arise? And that's why maybe a, a manager or maybe someone in upper management tends to keep a little bit of distance there? I can understand keeping a distance, but unfortunately, that's, you know, old way of thinking, mm-hmm. uh, you know, back in the 50s and 60s and 70s. But the reality is today that, you know, we're all interconnected. We're very social media oriented people. And collaboration really is the key in, in work environments today. And, you know, a boss that just really can't collaborate with his employees and, just, you know, reach out and make that, you know, contact and touch with them is the one that's going to, you know, be losing his employees and losing their intellectual capital as they go somewhere else. Sure. Another question that's similar in vain, but it does lean to the professional side and it might be knowledge or skill wise, is the question of, well, do my opinions count? within the organization? Can I express my opinion and will it actually make a difference? When it comes to that, where do you draw the line as a manager and as a direct report? Because clearly people that are in charge are there for a reason. Uh, But when you're talking about getting feedback and maybe trying something new, what have you experienced as far as how much an opinion can count if you are, you know, just sort of your general employee? Well, I have seen in different situations where the employee did not count and morale in the agency was, you know, was very, very bad. Mm-hmm. I think back in, in the mid, well, I guess it was mid to late 90s, I, uh, excuse me, 80s, I went to work at a company. And, you know, on the first day on the job, I'm just as happy as I can be. I'm motivated. <laughs> I'm excited. And I'm just, you know, I'm hitting, I'm running before I even hit the ground. And quickly I found out that uh, stinking thinking was definitely the, the norm <laughs> in the culture. And, you know, throughout my time I was there, I won, you know, many numerous uh, national awards and, and recognitions. But, you know, not once, not once ever did I even get a pat on the back, you know, from my boss or congratulations or thank you, you're making a difference. Not one time ever. And as you can imagine, the first time I get an opportunity to leave, somebody offers me a job, it really didn't matter what the job was. I was ready to go. You know, that was, and that was sad because, and I think that's the way with, you know, many employees, is they have so much they can contribute but if you don't respect them and you don't listen to their opinions, that doesn't mean you have to agree with their opinions. Sure. 
but you need to listen to it and take you know take into account. I, I think of John Luke Picard on Star Trek. You know, he was always the ultimate boss, but yet it is sat around the table and he listened to everybody's opinions. Mm-hmm. And so they showed respect in doing that. And I think you know, people just need to be respected. Do you see that as being possibly the number one reason people leave? I mean, I, I understand that all these sort of come together and, and are a factor. But to your point, if you are doing some things, you have your opinions, and every time you're shot down, I guess, what is the motivation? You're right. With, with being shot down, there is no motivation to contribute. It's sad that that's the case, but you know, people don't want to stay where they're not wanted. Right. That's just, you know, the bottom line. And, you know, that's why there's so much you know, turnover. And I realize in this economy, people are looking for jobs. Mm-hmm. But I assure you, when the economy gets great, there's going to be people jumping ship as fast as they can. A couple more questions that were on here. You know, again, you could you could phrase these however you'd like, and they might be brought up in different ways. Uh, but one that was also here that intrigued me was about, do I understand what is expected of me? So that would be the employee asking himself. So as a leader making sure that they know their expectations. What makes that so critical as far as productivity and satisfaction in the workplace, just knowing what you're supposed to do? Why is that so important? Well, it's, it's like in any, any role in life, uh, whether it be at work or around the house or church or wherever. You know, if you don't know what your role is and what's expected of you, you're lost. And it's the same way you know, also when you're in school. If you're, you, know, you don't have direction, you're kind of just flying around and hoping for the best. And employees, you know, they want to contribute, and they have surely have ideas of ways that they can contribute. But it needs to be a focused effort in particular directions. And without, you know, the leadership empowering them with what is expected of them, they're not really sure. And so we have lost productivity while they're trying to flounder around and figure it out. Is that something that you would suggest checking in on consistently? Is it just a matter of, laying out what they're supposed to do right when they they start? I mean, how do you make sure this is happening as a manager, as a leader? How do you make sure that they do understand exactly what their role is? What would be your strategy with that? Well, a lot of companies, they'll hand out a piece of paper with a job description on it. This is your responsibilities. And I realized that, at least in my department, my staff, you know, our roles are constantly changing and Mm -hmm. flexing. And so, you know, a static piece of paper is not going to be the answer. I don't like to have formal meetings because I find that uh, people get quiet during formal meetings and don't really share. So I like to just go out and spend time with my staff, you know, one-on-one or with the group and just talk about what's expected, what projects they're working on, what projects are coming up and give advice and guidance. And that way we can really stay on top and be you know, really fluid. And I think that's an important role with, with managers is they've got to spend the time with the staff and be fluid and, and make the connections with them. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, back when, um, I guess it was in the mid-90s, I was working for a company and it, it was very stale in the department. And uh, I think the boss, fortunately, figured out what was going on that he needed to change because he was really the, the problem. So one Saturday afternoon, he took us all and we went out to uh, a paintball field. And uh, we played paintball all day long. Now, I'm sure some <laughs> of the people had never been in the woods before, ever. And, you know, we were all running around sweating, you know, shooting at each other. I'm sure people, you know, nearby in the woods could just hear laughter and us carrying on and just royally having a blast. And, you know, I think back at, you know, when the day was over, you know, we laughed, we carried on, we made friendships that lasted a lifetime. We all understood each other. But the other thing was the communication opened up and he started, you know, sharing with us 
And, you know, being fluid with how he talks with us, you know, there was a world of difference in our department after that. And I think you just, you've got to make that connection with your staff. You know, you've got to spend the time with them and, you know, understand them and, and relate to them, accept, you know, whoever they're with and be a part of their lives. I think that, you know, once you've had that relationship with them, then it's easy to, you know, give them the expectations and motivations and, you know, move them to, in the right direction. Right. Oh, it is interesting that uh, something like that, a, a fun event, can sort of help bring everyone together and then you can move forward professionally. I think uh, I think people can relate to that story as well. We are getting a little low on time here, Chris, but I wanted to ask, okay, with these questions we've been bringing up and you've talked about how you can read and hear about all the dissatisfaction and lack of productivity and all this stuff that seems to be occurring, what is the disconnect then from the manager's point of view, from the leader's point of view as to why these aren't maybe being addressed or why they're not taken as seriously as the bottom line and, and the numbers and how all that works? What what would you attribute it to based on the things you see, the based on based on your experience? Well, based on my experience, I've, everything seems to be driven in very you know, square areas, whether it be in, in, in education, everything's driven toward how we're going to get the kids to pass the state tests and do common core, whether it's in a uh, business environment where we've got to increase productivity in our sales department. But you're, if they're focused on just one aspect of the business, then leaders, you know, get into that trap of they have to you know, do their quarterly reports, they have to do their and meet their different objectives. Well, you know, if you're only focused on the objectives that's you know, put forth for that quarter, you're not looking on taking a you know, the big picture look at what all is going on in the organization. So I think definitely that causes the uh, the disconnect between the employee and the employer. You know, I think of uh, the Customer Experience Professionals Association. One of the things that they work on with people is journey maps and hassle maps. And really all what they're doing is they're looking at the different touch points within the organization and, and looking for the weaknesses. That's, you know, a real eye-opener for, you know, for managers and leaders when they realize that, I've been focused on this one aspect, but yet there's still 60% of the company is still moving on, but I'm not having an effect on it. And uh, that's the key. You've got to really take time to be the big picture. Well, hopefully some of the points you've brought up today and the questions we are examining uh, can help some of the managers out there who who maybe are feeling like they don't have that connection or that they're losing quality talent or they're not getting as much productivity on a daily, weekly, yearly basis. Uh, Maybe this will help with some of those issues that they're having. Unfortunately, with that, we are going to have to wrap up this edition of Management Decisions and some of those important items that maybe you should be asking your employees and direct reports about to get a gauge on what's going on in your organization. Our expert guest today has been Chris Withrow. He's the Chief Technology Officer for Warren County Schools in North Carolina. Chris, thanks again for sharing some of your perspectives with us today. We do appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And as always, want to hear from you, the listeners as well. Just shoot us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for any of our podcasts. You can also hop onto Twitter, send us a message at the LJN. We'd love to hear from you on Twitter as well. For everyone at LJN Radio, I'm your host, Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.